millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Quinnell, no longer your jam that champion, and I am joined as always by my intangible co-host, the longest reigning Quizmania champion of all time. Hopefully, continuing that tonight, Tempest the Wrestler. Hi, Tempest. Hello. Yes, Hi. it would be it would be rather rather a bad few days for Liw if I was to not do that. So I'm just going to sure. do that. Yeah, if you could just not do that that would be great uh so mm-hmm. we have some sort of legitimacy left even though not that i'm salty about this or anything but i did win at survivor series 5-2 like that's a really convincing victory of uh-huh. 5-2 and everyone like the whole time through my whole championship ring would be like oh you only win with draws and and it's just not true at survivor series and now that's the show that i'd lost the title at jam in the jar no. is stupid is what i'm saying Stupid ass Luke in this. Anyway, how you doing, man? I can't complain too much. Got a very busy day ahead of me today, mm. Pete. I got this. I got After Dark. I got Fan Quizzlemania, and I've got Real Quizzlemania. So mm. by the end of that, I'm gonna be ready to just kick back, watch Dynamite, not think about work, and just mm. relax a little bit. Maybe play some Pokemon at the same time. You never know. Mm. Well, let, we'll talk about more about Pokemon in the in the outro because I want to know mm. what you're doing in this game. Um, but yes, lots of things coming up, and obviously After Dark later as well, which is going to be uh, a riot, hopefully, because it's going to be me, you, and Abby, I think, and Andy will be there at the start because <laughs> everyone else is busy or not working today. So, all star lineup, uh, Liw and Abby. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about NXT because we've actually not got that long on the on the podcast here. Uh, so let's get into the main show where we're going to be talking about a DIY reunion uh, because it's uh, old school versus new school in NXT War Games. And in the old school team, it's both Gargano and Champa. DIY is back, everybody. Let's talk about it. why 
Sky back together reunion at NXT War Games. It's going to be Gargano and Champa on the same team at War Games. That's kind of crazy because you know it's going to be old school versus new school. We're going to get into all of that on this episode uh, on this episode of NXT 2.0. Also, we're sponsored by Beer52. They're great. Beer52.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. 10 free craft beers. Talk about them more later. And get in your ultra chats at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Hi, Tempest. How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How, 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 you, good. how you doing, pal? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. yeah. You, you sure? Yeah, no, I'm great. Yeah. Why'd you ask? Okay. Uh... No, no reason in particular. Yeah, you may have mm-hmm. uh, changed up the look. Uh, I know you kind of went through something this this week. You know, I just wanted to <laughs> oh, you check mean in. Losing the jam that championship after winning at Survivor Series five two and loot j- using his jam in the jar to to steal the title away from me and ending my reign at one hundred and fifty four days when it should have been much longer and would have held it until the Royal Rumble and been the longest reign that no one could ever be. You mean all of that stuff? Oh, that's in the past. You know, nothing wrong with me at all. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Okay, okay. I suppose I suppose you don't have the the hair on the top of the head to do the taxi driver thing. So I guess this is the next best thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that everything's good. That I'm not going to get blown up somehow. No, no, <laughs> nothing's wrong, Tempest. Does this okay. look like anything's wrong? I'm great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Luke is Luke's not not helping. That's not Luke. That's Luke. Oh dear. We got to review NXT. So so we're NXT NXT 2.0. Everybody, which uh, the main talking point we're going to be talking about is this uh, old old school versus new school war games that's going to be happening with, uh, like, the new stars of NXT 2.0 versus the NXT stars of, of 1.0, which were set up on this show, uh, where it's the the lineup that we ended up with at the end of the show is it's going to be on the old school team, those NXT 1.0 legends. It's Pete Dunne. It's... Johnny Gargano, it's Tommaso Ciampa, and LA Knight for some reason. <laughs> He's also there. And then on the new school side of things, we have got Mr. Bron Breaker himself, who announced War Games. How dare you? Stand where William Regal once stood. And also, we have got uh, Tony D'Angelo. Hey! Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about yeah. it. The gabagool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, sorry, I've lost track of what I was thinking about. Bron Breaker, Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo Hayes, and Grayson Waller. That's the four-man team for the new school, which also means, of course, that we have a DIY reunion on the old school side. Obviously, they had, they had the little tease of the stare-down between Gargano and Champa not long ago. Um... So now, is this going to lead to some sort of this a final hurrah for Johnny? Is this going to be some sort of him leaving soon? There's rumors of his contract expiring soon. So is this going to be like his final, you know, farewell to NXT? Is this going to lead into a Gargano Champa program after this? Like, I don't know what's going to happen because there's faces and heels on both sides. There's loads of different ways the stories can go. I have no idea what's happening with this match. What do you reckon, Tempest? 
Yeah, I think we'll get a better sense of where things might be going, depending on how Johnny Gargano is used in this match. If he eats the pin, I think uh, it might be a little bit telling that perhaps mm-hmm. this will be his uh, his farewell. I don't know that. Again, that's all speculation, but we will see. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, I don't know. This match, uh, I have questions for sure. I have a lot of questions. Like, who am I supposed to be cheering for? Because I don't. I don't know because there's heels and baby faces on both sides, mm-hmm. which is a little bit odd, but what can you do? I can appreciate that this war games is something different from just, Hey, the undisputed era wants to fight four guys, mm-hmm. which is what they did every single year before this one. Yep. So that's good. That's different. I don't know how, how, how good it is. Because I'm very confused about who I'm supposed to cheer for. But we're, we're going to be positive on this show. We're getting a DIY reunion. That's uh, that's neat. That's interesting. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that five times before already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of played out of DIY. I got to I got to be perfectly honest. I don't really want to see them go back to each other. But no, I'm I'm, I'm kind of destined over to do it forever. Um, yeah. And I. I know that they've obviously been apart for quite a long time now since when was the last one that was I was during like the 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 WrestleMania takeover whatever that was for WrestleMania 36 or the 2021 right that was when they had their yeah. final the final one final one beat match final beat where they're yeah. like touching each other's hands and it's really like it's it's just the I'm sorry I love you moment stretched out over 30 minutes basically pretty much yeah yeah um so obviously they've been apart for quite a long time, but they're bringing them back together for this match. I'm not super jazzed about it. I'm kind of over seeing it now. I really enjoyed their feud. Was what it was. I don't want to see it again now at this point. Um, and I don't know if I want to see the team back together either. Again, not super jazzed. They had, you know, when they had the the, the worlds collide thing, and they had the team mm-hmm. up against. Was it Mustache Mountain? They teamed up against. I think. Yeah. And like, eh. I wasn't super sold on that either at the time. So I'm, yeah, I'm not super invested in seeing them to, back together now. But I think the the concept of having old school versus new school is a good idea. I just don't know if I'm sold on the execution of it. Like mm-hmm. you said, I don't know who I'm supposed to be cheering for here. And you'd assume that the new school is going to win because that's the point, right? You're going to have, you're meant to be putting over all these new stars as NFC 2.0. It's the new developmental. You'd assume that probably Bron Breaker's going to win because he's the guy that they're going to want to be pushing. The story they're wanting to tell is Bron Breaker failed the first time against Champa, and then he's going to be building himself up, and then Bron Breaker's going to eventually beat Champa for the title down the line, you'd assume. So this War Games match sounds like a good opportunity for Bron Breaker to get a massive win, potentially against someone like a Johnny Gargano. But mm-hmm. it's just the other components that are involved in the match just feel very tacked on. Because I understand you want to give Bron Breaker a big win, but having it be as part of a uh, as part of a four and four war games with various faces and heels on different sides, it, I feel like it makes everything a little bit muddled. Even though the concept mm-hmm. should work. I agree. I agree. I just I don't know who I'm supposed to cheer for here. And I guess in theory, there's two baby faces on the old school side. So that's more than the one baby face that's on the new school side. But mm. that's over half of the people in this match being heels. 
And I don't really know what the deal is with all of that. You know, I think it works if you've got like, this is the team of, of heels and this is the team of baby faces and one heel. And oh, mm. are they going to turn? Oh, can we trust the one heel? You know, there you can play with that. But when everything is kind of like, can they coexist-esque? I'm just like, well, I don't even know who I'm supposed to cheer for. Like, why is Braun Breaker just aligning himself with these three heels for the sake of doing old school versus new school? You know, it just, it's the problem that I've had with NXT War Games since the first one, that it always feels very forced, mm-hmm. you know? And this, again, feels very forced, where it's just like, they only set up a War Games match because everyone started brawling at the end of the show. You know, if Grayson Waller and, and L.A. Knight don't come out at the end of the show and bump into Tony D'Angelo, this doesn't happen. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's a very good build for a, a big pay-per-view. Yeah, not particularly. And also, Bron Breaker just coming out and just going, War Games! And then them fighting. It's like, well, why would anyone else agree to this? Where's Whatever. Regal? Yeah, and you're not Regal, Bron Breaker. I don't, I don't care if you did it well. It's not Regal. Um, But... And, and and I understand the idea of just being like, well, cheer, cheer who you want to cheer for. You know, old fans will probably cheer for the old school and new fans will cheer for the new school. And that's fine. You can cheer for whoever you want. I get that. But I think the storytelling elements involved in the match are going to suffer if there isn't a clear kind of good versus yeah. evil. Because it's not just, you know, eight baby faces and you cheer who you want to cheer for. There's a lot of heels and guys that you shouldn't be cheering for but they're going to end up on a side that you want to cheer for. So unless mm-hmm. they can, like, soft turn all of the new school guys' baby face, you know, Tony D'Angelo's been getting some good reactions anyway, Carmelo Hayes is pretty cool, people are into Bron Breaker anyway, and Grayson Waller was a baby face, like, not long ago, and has just turned heel and cut a very you-people promo, so he's the antithesis of a baby face right now. Maybe if they can soft-turn all of them baby face for this match, then it might work. But then they'd also have to turn Champer and Gargano heel, and it's like a bit of a... Whatever. Or maybe they're just going to go with the old school being the baby faces, and it's going to be... Because it seemed like, you know, I think they're going to have a much easier time of turning Pete Dunne and um, LA Knight face... So then you'd have Braun Breaker play a bit more of a heel role in the match, potentially. I'm yeah. not overly against it, but it just feels, yeah, a bit a bit muddled, I think, in storytelling elements. But in general, I feel like this is probably one of the better concepts for the War Games matches they've done in NXT. Because the rest of yeah. them are Undisputed Era versus blank. Yeah. And usually it's Undisputed Era versus a mishmash group thrown together for the purposes of War Games. This is not that, and I appreciate that it's not that. I just, I don't know. Like you said, I think it's very muddled. And I don't know. I'm just, I, I just wish it was a little bit clearer, you know, because I don't want to be like booing the new school, quote unquote. But I mean, there's three heels on that, on that team. And I mean, I think Pete Dunne and I guess L.A. Knight are more likable right now than, like, Grayson Waller has been. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to cheer for the old school, which is the same same problem that WCW made 20 years ago. But they're like, oh, yeah, these new this new blood rising faction? What a bunch of dicks. Let's cheer for the old the old guard. So I don't know. I don't know. I will, I will go into it cautiously optimistic. 
I hope it's going to be a good match, but this seems like a match that could just end up being a bunch of spots because mm. I think it's hard for something like this to really tell that like cohesive story when there's so many seemingly conflicting puzzle pieces, but I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah, 100%. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fun, superficially at least, fun. But yeah, it's just the actual storytelling feels a little bit off right now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll talk more about this show in detail uh, in a second here. Firstly, let's get into some of your ultra chats. Make sure to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support to get in your ultra chats where we will go through those later. Don't send any ultra chats about my beard. I promise I'm fine. Anyway. He's fine, y'all. He's fine. I, I said I'm fine and nothing's going wrong. I've just lost the championship and everything I stand for for the last six months. But other than that, I'm totally fine. He's fine. Right at DR says, all right, so we have the originals versus the new blood. I mean, the new breed. I mean, the new class. Does this setup feel familiar to anyone else? A little bit. Yeah. 
A little bit. There's no Matt Stryker involved this time. This is an improvement. <laughs> hey, don't diss on Matt Stryker. He's fine sometimes. Sure. That's a hot take. <laughs> Not in the Wrestle Talk office. We spoke about this the other day, or maybe on the live reactions or something. But we were saying all of us were Matt Stryker apologists. Um, Damn. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I want to come anymore. <laughs> totally sex tape. Anyway, um, uh, do we have any more? We do. Okay. Um, Matthias L said, uh, the timing of the podcast comes in perfect for me today. Some background noise while I prep and make a hair stew. That's H-A-R-E, not H-A-I-R, just for clarity's <laughs> sake. Um, ever tried it? It is so much better than people expect. L-I-W for life. Uh, no. I have not, not tried hair stew. No, I've never form. tried hair before. Yeah. It's because yeah. you don't have any. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> the, there's, the, there's the joke. Yeah. Not H-A-I-R. H-A-R-E stew. It's a rabbit. Just, yeah, it's a rabbit stew. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Ray says, hello, lads. Tempest, I asked the boys what their favorite food was on the Survivor Series stream. Pete said a Sunday roast, so I wanted to know yours. A meal you can eat day in, day out without tiring. Also, for both of you, what's a food you hate? Love, XO. Ooh. Uh, it's tough. It changes all the time. I think, honestly, my favorite food is probably, like, a good baked mac and cheese. Like, a good, proper baked mac with the breadcrumbs on top and, mm. That's that's some good stuff. There's a lot of stuff I like, you know, sushi. I, I think I have a pretty good uh, palate when it comes mm -hmm. to food. You know, I, I love food of different cultures. I love Indian food. I love Japanese food. I love all kinds of food. Um, as far as a food that I don't like, it's tough. That's tough. I really am not a big fan of meatloaf. Just regular old meatloaf. And it's a texture okay. thing as opposed to like taste. Because that to me is the big thing. Like if I if I'm eating food and I don't appreciate the texture, it can be it can be tough. Yeah. Food I hate. I don't really hate like a, a specific kind of like dish or anything. I really don't like coriander. It just mm. in general, I feel it tastes like toothpaste. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I don't really overly hate any specific dishes. I'd say, but. Damn, sounds like a lot of people in the chat are not fans of breadcrumbs on uh, on mac and cheese. Some of y'all need a uh, better taste. Yeah, legit. Breadcrumbs yeah, is amazing. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I feel like this is like a, a I'm blowing minds with this concept. Mm. Maybe these, these folks have never seen the kind of mac and cheese that I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I did. I did see. I did see one person post a, a picture like yesterday on Twitter somewhere of uh, like a mac and cheese that had like peas and carrots in it, and I was like, "Whoa, Christ Almighty!" I would leave. Yeah, that's that's not good. No, no. Oh, breadcrumbs are great. Y'all are nuts. Anyway, keep sending in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to get through all the rest of them later that are five US dollars and up. Uh, but before we get into the review of NXT itself, I just want to say that we are sponsored, as we have been for ages, by 
Beer52. Go check him out at beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You get yourself 10 free craft beers, UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay for the postage of $5.95 and you get the crate sent to your door and you get the 10 free beers and you get a snack and you get a magazine and they're really tasty and expands your palate of beers. It helps you appreciate beer that's not just, you know, the standard beers that you buy from the store. These are proper, nice, curated beers just for you. So go check them out. They are fantastic. We love them very much. We've been sponsored for ages. Luke was a subscriber to Beer52 for ages before they even sponsored us. They're great. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Click the link top of the description in the live chat. Do the thing. Go check them out. Beer52. They're great. Shall we? I don't know. I'm kind of hung up off. on this whole mac and cheese thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting this to be such a a divisive opinion. Yeah, no, just just, just breadcrumbs. It's just it's not. It's not like I'm putting like Brussels sprouts in it or something. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're having mac without the cheese. Yeah, okay? that would it's be just divisive. It's just pasta, but just like. A little bit more like texture to it. A little, little bit of crunch on the top, you know. Yeah, a little bit of crunch. I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious. I'm, so, I'm so. What's wrong? I don't with, know. What's wrong with breadcrumbs? They're, they're yeah, so I don't know. inoffensive. Breadcrumbs are so inoffensive. <laughs> <sighs> Goodness me. Anyway, uh, this show, this episode of NXT 2.0, kicked off with Grayson Waller interrupting the intro sting to the show, like I was cutting very off. Confused the... by this. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I was just like, "What? What's happening?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I, I guess it's good because it's different. Question yeah. mark. I didn't have a problem with it. I was so, just like, "What's happening? Did I miss yeah. something?" Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, they used to. There was like one point in 2010 where they started Raw in the middle of a beatdown, mm. and I was like, "What's happening? What have I missed?" <laughs> it was like Randy Orton just started the show beating up, or no, it wasn't Randy Orton. Someone was beating up Evan Bourne. And I was like, mm. what's going on? I need to yeah. know what's happening to Evan Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, did Grayson Waller turn heel last week or is this a new thing? I, I, I think he's been heel for a few weeks. I don't know when this happened. Some point between Halloween Havoc and this point, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like well, this promo a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say, you know? I, I thought this was decent. He he really played up to the crowd of the whole idea of, of the fan base of NXT 2.0 is watching the future and watching the stars of tomorrow and all that stuff. And he really played off that by being like, you people boo John Cena. You boo The Rock. You boo Roman Reigns. And yeah, and he's just saying, you're all fickle and, you know, all that stuff. But he's playing off the, those particular like names of like the past and obviously Roman Reigns being the present. It's not talking about the future, which is the point of the show. So of course people booed him. Um, I thought this was a, a good little, good little promo, good solid yeah. from Grayson Waller. I I really liked, I really liked this little promo actually. Mm. You know, like it was a rare promo on NXT 2.0 where I watched it and I'd be like, I believe everything that he's saying because he's not wrong. Mm. Why should I care about what you fans think? You booed The Rock and then he left. You booed John Cena and then he left. You booed Roman Reigns and now he's killing it. Why should I care what you think? I don't. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be Grayson Waller, the future of the business. Like, yeah, this is a good little promo. And it started with, like, 
one of the best opening matches I've seen on NXT 2.0. Yeah, dude. This, the following Waller versus Champa match was really good. Like, like it was decent going back and forth stuff. I was like, this is a fun little opener. I'm, I'm enjoying this. And then they got into the final five minutes, and I was like, oh my god, this is great. This is really fun. Um, yeah, there, there was uh, some fun little spots throughout. Like Waller, after doing, you know, mentioning the Rock in the promo, he did the Rock Spinebuster and did the People's Elbow, but he missed because he was being very arrogant about it and all that stuff makes a lot of sense. Um, and they had a really fun, really fluid, like, ending sequence as well. Loads of, like, counters into roll-ups. Waller hit a massive dive to the outside, did, like, his roll-through, attempted to go for the stunner. Champa rolled him out of the ring, through the middle rope, straight into a widow's bell, and then straight into the fairy tale ending, and Champa got the win. This was really good stuff. Like, Waller looked much better than he had in all his previous matches. Obviously, he's in there with a probably a much better wrestler in the form mm. of Champa, who can make him look better, but also... I think Waller really held his own in this one. Looked great coming out of it. This is how you put someone over in defeat. Because at the end of this, I was like, damn, Grayson Waller's really good. Yeah, honestly. And these are not the same situation, but I thought this match helped Grayson Waller a lot more than the title match helped Braun Breaker. Mm. You know? It's just like, I didn't think that Braun Breaker came out of that match looking better than he did. And I definitely look at Grayson Waller differently now. I don't know what that was but <laughs> <laughs> my house is collapsing or something <laughs> there's a loud noise outside i apologize but yeah i just i really like this match i thought the finishing sequence was really really good and then yeah like this is just a really good start to nxt if we started off nxt every week with a blow away match mm, good stuff yeah this is was... that's the Did you just button. leave accidentally i tried to mute myself <laughs> this podcast is going well today um after that yeah really nice little opener we had la knight backstage watching it and he said that no one likes grayson waller and then joe gacy interrupts and joe gacy was back to the gacy of old that we know and hated um with him just going back straight back to the buzzwords uh on this one of safe spaces and triggered and all that all that jazz uh, that we've spoken about before. They set up a match for later tonight of LA Knight versus Joe Gacy, which never ended up happening, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, we had uh, backstage, we had Toxic Attraction coming in, and then Dakota Kai just kind of walked up next to them, and then they were like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're on our team. Okay. And then they carried on walking. And then there was a load of destruction backstage, like someone had uh, run rampant backstage, a load of like glass was broken, and oh, and they were like, oh, what's going on here? And then they walk off, and then Katie Ray walks into shop with a bat. It's like, okay, she's, so she's just done property damage? All right. Cool. You're still Yeah, she just likes breaking things, and <laughs> like, I get it, like, yeah, that's as much a character trait as anything else on this show has been. It's just like, it's, it's cool, but... No, 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 it's, 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 it's fine. I'm just like, she's just leaving property damage everywhere where she goes. Yep. I don't know how long that would, uh, that would fly in a, in a workplace, but mm. this is wrestling after all. Yeah, for sure. Um, we then got a promo from Cameron Grimes and you know what? I'm really digging Cameron Grimes' character right now with the poker showdown, which I'm so glad I missed was a disaster right it was terrible 
but this Cameron Grimes, after he got his beard and his 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 hair cut, he has a much shorter beard now, and he has shorter hair that's kind of like shoulder length rather than like you know, much much longer than he had before. And he cut a very kind of like sincere promo straight to the camera. He looked a little bit like deranged as he was saying it. You could tell that he was like angry about everything that Duke Hudson had done. And like, I don't particularly, I'm not super into the reason why he's so upset about it. You know, he was saying that like, I had a long beard and long hair to remind me of when I used to have that when times weren't so hard. But you know what? They've given a reason for him to be upset about it. That's not just you cut my hair and I liked my hair. You know, they, they've tried to give an emotional reason behind it, which I appreciate. I think Cameron Grimes cut a fantastic promo. It was a really good uh, babyface promo. And I really like the look. I'm really into this Cameron Grimes character. Despite the poker showdown being awful. They managed to turn it around with this promo. And then they set up a, a hair versus hair match with Duke Hudson at uh, War Games. Which, you know, should be fun. Cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this promo. I really like this promo. And just like as a human, I think Cameron Grimes looks much better this way. Yeah, like he does. He might not have like as much of a distinct look as he did with the long scraggly beard and the long grimy hair and and everything, but I think he just looks a lot better. It's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think he looks a very very distinguished man now. Um I really like this promo. There was like emotional weight to it. You know, which is odd considering this whole feud has been built on poker. Mm. I don't know what all that's about, but regardless, I thought that this was really, really good. You know, Cameron Grimes, we've said for for months, has just been one of the highlights of NXT. He Mm. had this really good feud with LA Knight that we were super invested in. And then it just felt like, oh, well, you don't know what to do with Cameron Grimes anymore. He's looking for a girlfriend, which just never went anywhere. And now he's in a really emotional feud again, and that's the kind of thing that I want to see. I want to see this guy cutting emotional promos and having good matches, and hopefully this big match with Duke Hudson is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely recommend, if you've not seen NXT, to go and look at what Cameron Grimes looks like now, because I... Like, he came out, you know, obviously much more subdued with just, like, the jacket and the hair kind of scraggling across his face and, like, the much short beard, and I was like, I'm, I'm pretty dig his look i think it looks really good honestly i think it really suits him and i'm hoping that this can lead to something good i don't know whether he's gonna lose at war games that's the thing because if he does lose and he have to shave the hair i think i'll be less into it because i think he looks good right now but you know i've been proven wrong before so maybe it'll be great who knows i don't think going bald would be beneficial for camera grimes you know I think he's got a look that works for him, even now that it's slightly toned down. I think this look works for him. Maybe I'm wrong. He's entertaining enough that I'm sure he could get some really good content out of being bald, but I don't know. I, I would like to see Duke Hudson get, get shaved. He could He's suave. He could be a mm. suave, bald man, as yeah. you know. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know... As Cameron Grimes has had a shave and make his beard look so much better, as have I. You know, mm-hmm. we're two peas in a pod. You know, it's, it's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, after that, we got a Pete Dunn promo. I'm the baddest man in NXT. Prove me wrong. Etc. The usual. Uh, we then had the uh, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada saying that Dexter Loomis is out for a bit after having his hand broken. And Indy was very, very upset about it. 
which then played off in the following match, which was Indy and Persia versus Casey and Caden. Casey and Caden, when they made their entrance, the commentators said, continuing to climb the ladder in the NXT women's tag team division. That ladder is maybe one rung long. It's a step stool. <laughs> it's a step stool. There's like two teams in this division. Yeah, I, I just... Whatever. I, I, <laughs> I can't bring myself to care anymore. It's fine. Uh, they had a match. And I thought that the idea behind the story they were trying to tell of Indy being really distracted at Dexter being injured was a nice idea if it was done subtly to yes. be like oh in- indy's distracted or something else is on her mind or something like that but her literally like doing a move and then going <sighs> and looking at the ring on her finger it's like okay this now just made it bad yeah yeah and that to me is the thing because to storytelling in wrestling when you got to do it like in the actual match i think is done best when it's done subtly because mm. It would be much more effective to me if they just had a match and Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter won because Indy made a mistake. Mm. And you could say, oh, maybe she had an off night because she was her mind was elsewhere. Not it's it would be like if somebody kicked a football and you catch it and the guy who caught it just goes, oh, just forgets where they are. <laughs> the guy goes up to plate to play baseball. And he hits it. It's a pop up. The guy's underneath him goes, "Oh, I can't, I can't play anymore. My boyfriend broke his hand." It's just so overacted, and it's mm. so unrealistic. And this is the kind of thing that snaps me out of a storyline and a match so quickly. It's like yeah. just be subtle. WWE is as subtle as a brick. Um, obviously, Casey and Caden won because Indy was distracted. Um, just before that match, we had a little uh, promo package for Tiffany Stratton. I thought Tiffany's... we were getting Tiffany back. And, and no, not quite. <laughs> um, but it's uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany's Epiphanies was the name of the thing. She plays tennis. That's what I got from yep. this one. Daddy's rich girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Apparently, she's like a gymnast performance center trainee. So I have no cool. thoughts about this, you know, whatsoever. Like, well, we'll see how it goes. I hope yeah. I hope she does well. I yeah. There was a very small, morbid part of me that wishes that this was like Tiffany. <laughs> you know, because I feel like Tiffany would fit in so well on NXT mm. 2.0. Uh, I'm not even going to say it, I could just do the hand movements um, we then got a recap of Santos um, coming back last week and being really cool which set up the Santos versus Malik Blade match afterwards after an ad break which Santos won in two minutes uh, nothing really to, to talk about in that match, it was very quick Santos won, Malik got a little bit of offense but nothing too major and then we got some promos from ooh, Kyle Riley and Von Wagner. Mmm. Von Wagner's not <sighs> great at promos, is he? No. No. Mm. He's not. This dumbasses. <laughs> Silence. 
Oh my god. It's not good. It's rough. Yeah. It, it wasn't a great promo. Uh, and they were saying that they wanted the tag team titles, which is what Legato Elf and Tasma were talking about. They wanted the tag team titles. And then Imperium came out on, you know, like the, the staging up at the top and were just saying, hey, both of you are idiots and fight amongst yourselves and we'll fight the winners at War Games. I am now I because I've noticed it the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm now tired of the the staging placement of we have three people or three acts in a promo. We've got one on the floor, one in the ring, one up in the little crow's nest. It's become a pattern now, and mm-hmm. I won't be able to like not notice it. I don't know. Why is that thing up there? I don't like, know. if there if there just was a reason for it, I don't know if there was if I'd have a problem with it. Yeah, but they just have a platform, you know. It's know. fine. They might need it for you know VIP tickets or something. People can is go that, and stand there. Is that the thing that Vince jumped off of for WrestleMania Probably, yeah. last year? Yeah. Is that just is that just what that is? Probably. I don't just know. Re- is it the same? It? I don't know. Also, can I can I bring up something? Because I don't know where else I would bring this up. Mm. And I only noticed it on this week's show. But I've been told it's been happening since the beginning. The, like, uh, in-arena screen that goes around mm-hmm. near the top, right? It's got, like, the paint splatters and the NXT stuff or whatever. It also has the graphic just of people. Like, there's a crowd edited onto this. It's mm-hmm. really jarring for me to see rows of people... And then it stops, and then there's six feet of wall, and then more people <laughs> that are fake on there to make it look like they have a bigger crowd. Yeah. Especially when those people are like cut off at the waist, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a graphic. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw this 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 week, and I was like, I couldn't stop looking at it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna need to go look at that because I, I I genuinely haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, like it, I can yeah. tell they're trying to make it look like they've got a bigger crowd. By mm-hmm. having this graphic. But the graphic is six feet above the last row. And there's like six feet of white wall right there. Like if it was a black wall, you might be able to get a, get away with it. But yeah. everything here has to be bright and colorful. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we got a little backstage thing with Andre Chase. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Genuinely couldn't tell you what they said some stuff Cameron Grimes told him to go to hell cool I'm sure we'll get a match next week great yeah uh Io Shirai and Zoe Stark and Raquel Gonzalez are backstage and they start infighting and then Cora Jade goes hey guys are we really going to do the can we coexist thing yes yes that's exactly what you're doing Cora Jade yeah it's so played out it's so boring yeah yeah it sure is. is she says in the middle of a segment where they're still doing it just because you reference it <laughs> doesn't make it okay you're still doing it yeah like they stopped they did doing this. the thing they did this like a few weeks ago they were like on twitter they're like oh can they coexist get it guys we're in on the joke yep you're not though you're not 
it's <clears throat> so frustrating because that's yeah. obviously going to be the story in the men's war games match as well <sighs> yeah it's just we've just done survivor series like <laughs> oh my god i'm just i'm getting so tired of the can we coexist yeah uh anyway um tony d'angelo i wrote here he said something i wasn't paying attention there was no point Sorry, to this guys. promo uh, he he was asked his opinion on the main event, which I guess played into the main event. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't have the energy to go into why this style of writing doesn't make sense. Like there needs to be a reason for this to happen first. Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be a reason for this to be able to foreshadow the main event. You can't just have the random thing interjected in the movie to foreshadow the ending. It's got to be a reason for that thing to be there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Speaking of caring, they don't care about their champions because it's Mandy Rose versus oh, Cora Christ. Jade. Next. I promise I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like the start of it. Yeah. And not much of the rest. Um, but uh, Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade was happening. And then the finish was Katie Ray came out and was distracting her with her bats. She just started breaking stuff again because that is what she does. She's a Limp Biscuit fan. She likes to break stuff. Um, and then she threw a bat into the ring to distract Mandy, and Mandy got distracted, and then Cora Jade rolled her up. NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose loses to Cora Jade. Yeah, they just can't help themselves, can they? No. Like, like I said, I don't know what it was two weeks ago, because I've purged that memory from my brain, honestly, but this... This week was Mandy Rose. Last week was Roderick Strong. The week before that mm -hmm. was someone else. Uh, it was uh, it was Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just can't help themselves. And it, I don't know. I don't know. And it breaks my brain because it's so stupid, but they keep doing it. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Who cares? It's very stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> Mandy Rose is your women's promo. champion. You know, and she's yeah. still just losing on TV. Who knows? That's some loud banging on 10%. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You continue. Okay. This next segment okay. doesn't matter. <laughs> He's right, you know. Um, Tempest thingy, we had a Hazen Williams then got a promo. Joe Gacy got a promo. Uh, Katie Ray was announced as the fourth member of the War Games team for... Um, uh, EO, uh, because Zoe Stark is injured for EO, Raquel, and Cora Jade, their fourth teammate is Kaylee Ray against Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. Which is fine. That's cool, I guess. I'm not super into the match. Are we real with you? Um, also, Rob, yes, that was a Harry Potter reference. You're quite right. Uh, and after that, we got Joe Gacy versus LA Knight, except that we didn't get Joe Gacy versus LA Knight because it never actually started because Grayson Waller started attacking LA Knight on the outside and then they brawled and stuff like that. Cool. And instead, Joe Gacy does a promo saying something about some, I don't care. It was something about inclusivity or whatever. Who cares? Diamond Mine come out and answer the promo. And uh, Joe Gacy says that he has no respect for Roderick Strong. He's saying that being a cruiserweight is inherently exclusive um, and excluding because you're putting a weight limit on it. 
Um, and then it they, they're saying it's going to be Strong versus Gacy at War Games for the Cruiserweight Championship. And then Harland protected Joe Gacy from a beatdown from the Creed Brothers. Yeah, I didn't get this. Cool. It's Joe Gacy's back to doing his his regular nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. And I don't feel like talking about how much it sucks anymore. <laughs> you know, it was it was all right for a few weeks, but nah, this is this is this is lame. This it's is lame. Enough. And we're just the cruiserweight title is going to be a, a an open weight title, I guess. Mm. You know. Yeah. And do you know what else as well? You want to know what else is lame? MSK. Oh no, they're still bad. How did I miss a week of NXT and they're still doing the same thing? Surely this should end at some point. They've been traveling for like a month, at least. It's so stupid. <laughs> they got pulled over by cops, and like they insinuating that they had weed. And then they, like, go to, like, oh, no, we're going to get caught by the cops. And then a car speeds and the cop goes, oh, I need to go get them. And they go, oh, we got off light, didn't we? <laughs> don't care. I don't want to be a wet blanket. But I don't think that drug arrests are very funny. <laughs> you know? I just... <sighs> Not to mention that this whole thing just wasn't funny, let alone the concept no. of it being funny or not like WWE just can't write comedy they're not good at it but they're so determined to just keep trying mm -hmm. i i admire their stick but i don't think their thought process is hey we're gonna get better at this and we're gonna get there they're thinking hey we're really good at this mm -hmm. but they're not you know it's 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 such great lines as wesley who i think is probably the more charismatic member of msk you know, when he's talking to the police officer and he says, oh, sorry, Ossifer. Do you get it? He said the word wrong. It's funny. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Ossifer. Jimmy. Such overacting. Give me subtlety or give me death. Yeah. I just. It's a Quite shame. Well. And now apparently they're not even one of like the top three or four tag teams in this division. Do you remember when we wanted them versus Grizzly Jung Vets? Yeah. These poor two teams. Holy smokes. You know, Goodness they're not me. they're not old enough to be considered like NXT 1.0 guys, but they're also not Vince's NXT 2.0 guys. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the worst part that, that you could be in NXT right now. Yeah. This like middle of the road kind of old school, but not old enough school guy yeah. yeah it's rough yeah uh but speaking of new school that's really really good ivy nile versus uh yulisa leon ivy so nile is great she's had one match before i think yeah i was, was i called this great. i called this uh i called this her debut apparently she debuted the week that i was off so saw oh, that makes sense <laughs> but yeah this was great it was really good. Uh, it was similar to her first match as well, just a proper squash, and she looks great coming out of it. It's She's just really cool. She has such a presence, uh, such a great physicality in the ring. She's very gifted as a wrestler. Like, her finish being, like, the rear guillotine thing that she does with linking her hands behind her back. It's like, oh, that's, that's great. 
She's just really good. She looks yeah. amazing. Looks like a star, acts like a star, wrestles like a star. She's a star. Yeah, man. You know? And like the the Creed brothers, as as much as I do like their presentation, they're they don't distinguish themselves from each other or anything. Mm. They're just like, you know, they're a couple of heavies, and that's that's fine. But Ivy Nile, like to me right now, as far as WWE goes, I think she has the most upside of anyone in the group. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I'm really impressed by this match. I, yeah. I love the dragon sleeper as a move, and she's doing a modified dragon sleeper as her finish. Mm, scoring big points with me, Ivy Nile. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, she looks great, and it's a rare occasion where one of the many, 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 many squash matches on NXT 2.0 really worked. Yeah, great. it really did. And if they were all this good, I probably wouldn't dislike this show at all. But this yeah. was like a this was a really fun squash match that made me go, "Wow, look at this new star!" Mm -hmm. As opposed to, "All right, this is a waste of five minutes of my life. I like those minutes back, please." This was Absolutely. really, really, really cool. It's funny you mentioned five minutes that wasted the time that you want back, because next we got Grizzle Young Veterans versus Briggs and Jensen. Yeah. <sighs> These poor guys. They're just bad at being heels now for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Also, did they pickpocket a guy before the match? They did. That's illegal. You can't Which do means that. they're also good at doing stuff like that and distractions and sleight of hand. Yeah. But they're also bad at it. They've been doing these vignettes week after week of them practicing being bad. And now they're bad at being bad. I, just... I don't know. This is storytelling. Yeah. This is the match that comes before the vignettes where they're like, hey, we need to get better at that. We mm -hmm. need to go and train. We've lost our touch. But they've done the vignettes first. And then the thing that causes the vignettes. What is going on here? Why are they losing to the, the American Americans? Because the American Americans are NXT 2.0. Uh, That's true. Whatever. Um, then we got the main event. Also, Boa had a promo and Sola Sokoa had a promo earlier. Don't care about either of them, really. Sola Sokoa is still cool, but like the promo didn't really add anything to his character. It's more of the same of what we've heard. He so. said day one. He mentioned the Uso. Usos. He's an Uso. Yeah, but he's like, ah, I, I was, I, I I forget what he said, but it was like, I, I stood with, since day one, I was with my, since day one, whatever, whatever. He talked about the Usos, who cares? <laughs> I don't forget, I don't forget, I don't remember what he said. Eloquent, Tempest. Yeah, thank you. I, I try my best. Just call him an Uso, for God's sake. <laughs> Uh, we then got the main event of Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship in a triple threat. And you know what? I criticize WWE shows for their pacing and the weird placement of the ad breaks all the time and things like this. Got it right this here, was a yeah. really good example of them doing it right. Because you had Johnny Gargano made his entrance. It cut to an ad break. It came back. Pete Dunne was already in the ring, and Carmelo Hayes was finishing his entrance as it came back from the ad break. And it didn't matter that they missed their entrances, because Dunne and Carmelo Hayes already had promos on this show, whereas Johnny Gargano didn't. Johnny gets the entrance, they don't, you come back, and the match starts. Good! Do yeah. that! You know how to do it, just do more of it. 
do that every time. This yep. is what we want. Yep. It's what 100%. we want. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up because we do harp on this all the time. So they, they did it. They did it well. So you get a thumbs up. This is yep. a plus one. It bumps your yes. show up a peg as opposed to down a peg. You see how I like this show more? You Crazy, know, I right? actually enjoyed this show more than usual. And yeah. it's because you bump it up a peg as opposed to down. Yeah, this is good. And also, speaking of good, this was a really good main event. You know? Mm-hmm. Three really good wrestlers that went back and forth. Kept up a good pace. The story was fine. Finish. Yeah. But the actual content of the wrestling itself was was good. Lots of big moves in this one. As some of the classic, you know, the the bitter end counted into a DDT, big poison runners, you know, stuff like that. A lot of slingshot spears from Johnny Gargano, all of that stuff. Uh, you saw all of it in this match, and it was great. Uh, but then it came out towards the end where Pete Dunne hits the bitter end onto Johnny Gargano. Looked like he was going to win, but Tony D'Angelo, forget about it, forget came about out. It. <laughs> came out and cost Pete Dunne. Pulled him out the ring and threw him into the stairs. And then that allowed Carmelo Hayes to hit the leg drop onto Johnny Gargano and get the win. And Johnny Gargano got protected because obviously he hit with the bitter end and the leg drop um, to lose, which makes sense. Uh, and Carmelo Hayes retains, which is good for him. Gets a big win over Pete Dunne and Johnny Gargano. Like the, the booking was all good. Like the right person won in the right fashion, but it was just, it still felt a little bit like flat in terms of the the booking and tony d'angelo for some reason coming out obviously it helped because they were you know they were setting up the war games thing afterwards but that came after there was no precedent for tony to come out beforehand basically yeah like if there was a reason for tony d'angelo to be here like i don't know if we had gotten see if you just at the beginning of the show you have a segment where like uh, Mackenzie Mitchell or somebody is backstage about to try and get an interview with Carmelo Hayes and you see Tony D'Angelo come out of his locker room. Mm-hmm. And then later in the show, you do the Tony D'Angelo thing where he's like, I don't know, I wouldn't put money on uh, Pete Dunne winning this match. And then at the end of the match, you get this finish. Then it all plays together because then you can be like, oh, what was he doing in Carmelo Hayes' locker room? Maybe he paid him off. Oh, blah, blah, blah. We never got that first bit to lead you to believe that something like this would happen. So then when this happens, it feels out of place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get it. They, they did all of this just so that they could set up war games or whatever. That's fine. But I would have preferred just seeing Carmelo Hayes get like a big win in just a clean win in a really good match. Yeah. And that's just me. I thought this match was like good. I thought this was a good main event. I was kind of hoping for like a great main event, like a, mm-hmm. Like one of those blow away matches that absolutely knocks my socks off. And it wasn't quite that, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. So like, I'm not going to complain about it. I was just, I was hoping for like the, the knock it out of the park, five out of five main event. And I don't think we really got that, but it was, it was, it was close ish. Yeah, it was close ish. Um, but then we got obviously the setup for the War Games match afterwards that we spoke about because they started brawling some more. Um, Dunn and LA Knight started attacking Tony D'Angelo. Champa saves Gargano from a beatdown. Champa, Gargano, Dunn, and Knight versus Waller, D'Angelo, Hayes, and Williams. Crowd were chanting for War Games. Bron Breaker comes out and says, War Games! Um, and then they the, the siren for War Games goes off for ages while they continue to brawl which is less good but you know that's fine that's just that's just my issue with general wwe presentation but 
there you go. Um, yeah. Like, I'm still mostly looking forward to the match. It's it's a bit muddled and the story's a bit off, but I'm sure it'll be superficially fun, like we mentioned before. So overall, this was okay. This episode, this was a three out of five for me. This was all right. Um, the, the opening, like, couple segments were really good, and I just wanted them to keep that up, and then they didn't. They had a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that kind of brought it right back down. And again, the main event was really good, but the finish felt a little bit anticlimactic with the booking. But overall, good. Better than normal for NXT yes. 2.0. Yes. And I think I've, I've given some recent episodes like a 3 out of 5, and I think this was better than this, than mm-hmm. that. So on the NXT scale, I'll probably give this like a 4 out of 5, just because I fair. really like... I like the opening match a lot, and then I mm-hmm. like the, the, the main event as well. And I like Ivy Nile's debut. Not debut. Damn it, I keep saying that wasn't her debut. It's her <laughs> debut to me, damn it. It's the first time I've seen her wrestle. <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought this was a, a much better than average episode of NXT. Certainly better than last week, which I never want to think about ever again. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, let's get into the remainder of your Ultra Chats here. But before we do, I just want to say that once more that we are sponsored by Beer52, who are some awesome people. Go check out the links at the top of the description and in the live chat. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Go check it out and get 10 free craft beers for UK viewers only. You only have to pay for the postage of $5.95. Get your beers, drink them, drink responsibly. They're great. They're tasty. Expand your beer palette. They're good beer. 52. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Yeah. Go do the thing. And you get a snack. It's great. The remainder of your Ultra Chats. Riot DR says, With the way NXT 2.0 is going, Joe Gacy might beat Roderick Strong and rename the Cruiserweight belt the Everyweight Championship. Openweight is taken. LIW for life. I mean, you say openweight's taken. They'll still you can have, name it openweight. Yeah, you can have... Yeah, I don't think they've trademarked the term openweight. No. But, yeah whatever i still like uh i still like laurie's uh i think it was laurie's idea it might have been luke's idea i don't remember Mm. uh idea of just having odyssey jones win the cruiserweight title yes please do that why aren't we getting that match he pinned roderick strong what did joe gacy do to earn a friggin' title match didn't they have that match odyssey jones versus Roddy strong wasn't that on did they? 205 they or did something? a tag match i don't know i don't watch 205 live no i don't know as far as i'm concerned that about that, it happening yeah as far as I'm concerned, that match, that show doesn't exist. Yeah. Out of canon. Uh, James Handley says, Guys, I'm really starting to think I'm going insane. I swear that Von Wagner was on SmackDown, but nobody believes me. I'm staring at my conspiracy wall of picks, pins, and string currently. I can't sleep. I can't eat. Have I gone mad? Sounds like James Handley is just Sami Zayn in disguise. I think we found mm. Sami Zayn's burner. I mean, he's talking yeah. about a conspiracy. Not fooling me, Sammy. No, exactly. Tell me about and where also... El Generico is and we can play ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Von Wagner was never on SmackDown in a backstage segment with Adam Pearce and Sonny Deville and Sami Zayn and that he didn't say anything and was just there and was never referenced and didn't have a nameplate or anything. That never happened. Nope. Nope. Never happened. 
No, forget about it. Forget uh, about it. <laughs> Mr. Not So Casual says, for a more serious Ultra Chat, even if Joe Gacy's character was this magically great social commentary instead of trash boomer bait, it seems like a weird approach to openly mock 90% of that 40 and under demo you're desperate to make NXT appeal to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get getting that heat. You gotta get some heat, brother. Mm -hmm. But I mean... I don't know. I think it's the wrong kind of heat. This is uh, this is the kind of heat that people people aren't very uh, interested in. You know, it's all these uh, these new NXT uh, carrot catchers. Mm -hmm. I, I can't I can't say uh, car caricature caricature. Is that how it is? Caricature. So just, yeah. yeah, they're carrot catchers. Yeah, caricatures. <laughs> carrot catchers. <laughs> they catch carrots. They're carrot yeah. catchers. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be a rabbit on this show. <laughs> no, that's on AEW. That's the bunny. She's a caricature. <laughs> Very good, Tempest. Very good. Uh, James good. Handley again says, uh, the problem with WWE writing comedy is that it's told through the lens of an out-of-touch rich guy from a bygone era of excess who has nothing but contempt for his audience. When that is your starting point, it's impressive that anything is funny on the show. Yes, but in addition... He's also just got the weirdest sense of humor possible. Mm, that too. Like he's insane. You know, yeah, he's nuts. I don't think you're gonna find it. Like, I don't know. I think it just goes far beyond him being like an out of touch re rich guy. I think it's also mm. that he's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He'd be he'd be nuts if he didn't have any money. Hundred percent. Uh, Matt Sugrim says, "Here we go, dudes." Uh, will Sat E score the upset uh, with the power of chocolate nipples? Will Tempest fall to NXT UK trivia? Will SRS blue chew his way to victory? I have my fellow New Yorker SP3 winning via the most devastating word in wrestling. It's all asterisk, so I don't know what you said, but hashtag JTJ. I think it's seven characters, so I don't know what that could be. The most devastating word in wrestling. Bastard. I don't Bastard. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to involve pack. You watch. This whole thing's going to come down to a, a pack question somehow. Maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Not So Casual says, Pete loses the belt for a few days and he's already growing his Triple H reign of terror beard. I see where this is going. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine, guys. Please listen totally. to him. Totally fine. Jed Dadaya Steel has been a member for four months in a row. Well done. Just wanted to share with my WrestleTalk family that my baby boy was born today. Hey! Malachi Finn Steel is alive and well. That's amazing Woo! news. Congratulations, Jedediah Steel. Happy for you. Babies. Uh, babies are Named cool. After two aren't wrestlers. They? Three if you count George the Animal Steel. That's true. Yeah. Malachi Black, right. Finn Balor, George Steele. That's mm -hmm. his full legal name. They just didn't want to, you know, put the whole thing in a in one of these chats. Absolutely, yeah. Um, anyway, I believe that is it for the Ultra Chats, which means that is going to be it for this episode of NXT. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. Once again, I'm fine. Please stop asking. So, Tempest, Pokemon.
What are yeah. you doing? What's your team? Who's doing what? Explain all the details. What's happening? Mm -hmm. What do you think of the game? So, of course, I was busy working yesterday, uh, making sure mm -hmm. that uh, lists are, are written and, and NXT is reviewed and such and such. So I didn't get to play yesterday, so I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit behind. But mm -hmm. uh, I've got five badges currently, and I've, I've got most of my team kind of rounded, rounded out, I think. I'm kind of looking to upgrade some people because, uh, you know, uh, stats are, are not what they should be. I've got some bad natures, um, but of course it's Infernape. Uh, Luxray uh, went with a Honchkrow this time, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, a Drapion and a Gardevoir and a Rhydon was my team for this game. I decided that to is, to go team. against decided to go against some of my my usual Gen Four mm -hmm. choices because I wanted yep. to mix it up a little bit, get some get some new blood into this uh, into this game. So it's been it's been very enjoyable. I've quite uh, quite enjoyed my time playing it so far. My goodness, trying to find things in the underground is just as tedious as I remember it being. <laughs> oh, no improvements needed on that aspect of the game. I think I think they just saw it and went, nope, perfect as is. No, I mean they're they're rare for a reason, but mm. like, oh my god, when there's like one way to find a dusk stone until you get the seventh badge. <laughs> And it's just mining for this stuff. I'm just like, I just want to find it already. I yeah. found like two stones down there. Two of them. And it was a water stone and a sunstone. Neither of which have any use to me. Mm -hmm. That's Ugh. very unfortunate. Are you planning on getting a Rhyperia with your Rhydon? Uh, that's the plan. But uh, I don't think I'm able to do that until the post game. So. Oh, really? Is that when you get the protector? To I'm pretty sure, it? yeah. They're all over on that uh, other little island mm. that's got... Uh, at least the battle tower in this game. It was the battle frontier in Platinum, but That's otherwise, right. yeah. I think it's just the battle tower. But you get all yeah. the the high level trainers and and all of the the, the electorizer and the magmarizer and the mm -hmm. dubious disc and the, the reaper yeah. cloth and all the things that allow you to evolve all the other Pokemon into their super sexy new Gen Four forms. You know, this might be a hot take, according to all of my friends also who happen to be Pokemon fans. I really like those Gen 4 evolutions that they introduced. The Magmortars, the Honchcrows, the Rhyperias, the mm -hmm. Electivires, all of those guys. I'm like, that's cool. Do that more. And then, then they haven't since, mm -hmm. really. No, I agree. It's not a hot take to me. Mm. I, I like uh, I like pretty much pretty much all of them. There's some that I think are, are pretty useless. Like, I'm never going to use a Yen Mega. I'm probably never going to use a Licky Licky. Mm -hmm. You know, it's stuff like that where it's like, oh, I, I don't particularly care one way or the other about these ones, but I like the idea. I like that they just went and gave a bunch of Pokemon that kind of sucked and gave them all evolutions. Exactly, I wish yeah. they would have continued doing that instead of giving them useless Mega Evolutions that they would ditch one, one generation later. Hey, man, I like the idea of Mega Evolutions, and I like the idea of regular Evolutions. Just do both of them. Make me happy. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. I waited so long for a Houndoom evolution, and then sure enough, sure enough, we got a Mega, and now I'll never get a regular evolution. Could have had Hound Demon. Oh, had a that's name a good name as well. For it and everything, yeah. Oh man. <sighs> oh well. I feel. I feel. I could really like, like double down on all like the the dark typing of the stuff because I mm -hmm. feel like he's now a bit more leaning to the fire side of things. The current Houndoom. 
Mm. Hound Demon. Hound Demon. I'm really sold just on the name. I'll be real. That yeah. does sound fantastic. Damn. I'm telling you, man. I've had that idea for a long time, and I was like, yeah, they're going to give him uh, an evolution because Hound Doom is like, it's a decent fire type, but it's not terribly mm. strong. And I was mm. like, oh, give it give it a third form somehow. Oh, it'd be mm-hmm. so cool. Nope. Yeah, man. Mega Evolution. I I just don't like Mega Evolutions very much. That's fair. Um, I quite like a few of them. But also, on the subject of Licky Licky, greatest feat I've ever done is Licky Licky holding a normal gem, doing belly drum, explosion. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Just for all of the death, you know, <laughs> that is a, that's a, that's a, that's a stab explosion plus six attack with a normal gem. Yeah. Not much lives. It's great. Nope. It's, nope. Uh, that, that would do the trick. It's That would do the trick. I, uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed using, uh, Licky Licky when I was doing like draft leagues and stuff for, for mm-hmm. competitive Pokemon. I really enjoyed using Licky Licky as part of that because obviously they only have the one weakness being, um, fighting. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the very obvious fighting type coming, you equip the the berry that uh, halves the super effective fighting types, and then you just pack counter, and then yeah, bang, <laughs> yeah. I did that against the Hariyama. It was amazing. Close <laughs> combat and just tanked it, and then just killed it with a counter. Like yes, that was a like, turn one. It was brilliant. That's incredible. I love yeah. I love stuff like that. I I got into a uh, a YouTube channel for a while that was just like some some guy like really stupid little not even challenges but just like i'm gonna mm-hmm. wipe out this whole team of legendaries just with uh you know a, a done sparse or mm-hmm. something a stun fisk or or whatever yeah. and just was able to do it just because he had the, the key strats mm-hmm. just pissing other people off and making them real yeah. toxic i i thoroughly enjoy toxic people getting defeated on yeah. on showdown that's a, that's always a fun time exactly, um, yes. i do miss playing competitive pokemon but like i'm so out of it now that like i don't yeah. i can't be bothered to relearn everything you know mm-hmm. and, like all the movesets have changed and that's like half the thing is you need to know what your opponent can do and mm-hmm. it's just it's too much man i don't want to get it's into that much. anymore it's yeah too, that's too much man oh god i need to rewatch bojack anyway <laughs> um Let's uh, get out of here because we've only got a minute until the show. Uh, but thank you very much for listening, everybody. Appreciate us just letting us just talk about Pokemon for a little while. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more content very soon. Appreciate you guys checking us out. And stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.